0: Welcome back. Day two, hour three. And joining James and I today is Brock
1: Holowichuk. Brock, welcome. Thank you. Uh, it's uh, such uh, a pleasure to be back here seeing uh, familiar faces face-to-face in person. It feels like it's been a very long time. It is. Now, why don't you tell us what you do? Because sure, you and I kind of uh, work closely together on something. We do. I'm here as uh, a member of the board of directors and uh, currently, the president for DRI Canada, uh, which uh, we know ourselves through the Certification Commission, mm-hmm. where uh, along with other volunteers, uh, we work to uh, not only review the certification applications from people who are advancing through their uh, their career and their profession, and using DRI certification to do that, um, but uh, kind of in a bigger way, uh, advance the press advance the profession uh, by sort of raising the bar and raising the standard and uh, maintaining something about certification that uh, other people can really look at and understand that it means something. So uh, I, I should add, as I, and I, I probably don't do it enough, is to thank you for your time as a volunteer. As, oh, as a you. not for as you're a welcome. not for profit, we depend upon that. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. So yeah, Brock. For for
2: some of our audience who's not certified or mm-hmm. doesn't have DRI certification, you talk about raising the bar for the profession, maybe elaborate on why that's important to you and to DRI
1: Canada. I'll, I'll and I, I say this having volunteered with DRI Canada for um, at this point over 10 years. Uh, and we do we provide training as a not for profit. Um, we we uh, run a, an awards program as a not for profit. Mm-hmm. I, I have to say this with a great deal of care, because it's like the conversation where your kids ask who do you love the most. <laughs> but I'll, I'll make an argument that perhaps the most important thing we do is certification because um, DRI Canada and DRI International certification and remembering that we're uh, an affiliate of DRI International mm-hmm. is uh, what sets us apart and what I feel is, is really important about both preserving and building is that somebody who has DRI Canada certification has shown to their peers that they have done and they can demonstrate having done this work. And so the question then is, what does that mean to our profession? How does maintaining the value and and the quality of certification mean something to our profession? And I I, I think an awfully big part of that has to do with the fact that we are unregulated. Uh, We are unlike lawyers where if I were to turn on your mics and say, I'm a lawyer, I'd get in legal problems for that uh, because you have to. It would make for some great ratings. Oh, sure. Yeah. And, and some awful advice. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we're we're going to test the limits of your liability coverage today. Uh, but it, it, there's something defined when you say, I am a lawyer, I am a physician, I am an engineer, and and we don't operate in that space we operate in a space where, for better or for worse, at this point in time, uh, anybody can put up their hand and say I'm a continuity professional. And, um, and, and there is, in my view, um, a risk to our profession as a result of people operating in a way that leads to bad advice uh-huh. and leads to bad plans and leads organizations to places where you know, they, they are, in fact, set up to fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, having, having a certified professional, having a DRI Canada certified professional is not a guarantee of anything about what you're going to get from that person. But I think it's important for the credibility of our profession and the quality of the work we do, that there are people who can go out and when, when others turn to them for advice, they can look at the letters and say, this tells me that that person has done certain things that they've demonstrated certain things. And to me, that's really important because there's a public safety, there's a value to our work that has to do with public safety. When when people develop bad or poorly informed or ineffective uh, continuity management programs and plans, um, it has really serious consequences. We are not quite in the category of a surgeon, which is part of the reason why we're not certified as, or, or pardon me, licensed as a professional. But people lose money, people lose jobs, critical services aren't delivered when continuity management isn't done well. So to me, and this is a very long answer, I apologize. Um, to, to me, part of what we, we do when we um, maintain and build the level of certification is it, it sort of elevates the whole field of practice. This is not to say that somebody without certification can't do the job well, and there are plenty of people who do, but it, it should and, and something is gained when people can look at certification and say, okay, that, that, that means something, and that's what we're trying to do.
2: What do you, let me ask a follow-up question there, if you don't mind, because you brought up licensing. There are certain industries, uh, I'm thinking of like financial services, mm-hmm. where those are not life or death, surgeon, first responder, Decisions, but those are licenses issued by governments. What are your thoughts? Do you see, um, as more regulations are going to come out across the world post COVID, mm-hmm. do you see it, like an era where we could end up as a licensed profession? I,
1: Interesting. I, yeah, I think that I think lovely. I think that's probable. I let, let me put that differently. I think it's probable there's going to be a discussion on that, and and I I think that we should welcome it um i i want to jump back and like both to a point you made but i would made initially about you know what we do is important but it's you know we're 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 not surgeons um and i think that there's like there, there's a very old and i think we've I, I think for the most part people don't think about continuity management like they did when i started 20 some years ago which is something i hate to say but um when i started with it and i came to it from lights and sirens civil disaster management okay people at that point in time thought about continuity management as the 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 plan that you have so your organization doesn't lose money it had a very commercial point of view and you know that's i I, I think in large part because of its itdr roots exactly yes um and I, i think people have moved off of that and if covid didn't move them off of it then i don't know what will. So, you know, it, it's, my point is not to underplay the, the consequence and the gravity of doing this work well, nor to overplay it. But we saw in COVID that continuity management done properly has public safety effects. Absolutely. Um, and, like, we could spend a lot of time talking about examples of that. But, um, you know, the, the continuity plan that keeps people employed, the continuity plan that uh, keeps trucks rolling, the continuity plan that um, plans, I shouldn't say it's just one thing, um, the, the planning that leads to to uh, Tylenol, children's Tylenol on the shelves, um, obviously go far, far beyond commerce. Correct. And and I think, um, I, I really think that there's certainly over the last two decades, a change in that recognition. I think coming out of COVID, there's, um, you know, so many vivid illustrations of that. And and I, I think that recognition kind of naturally, inevitably and properly leads people to start to say, well, you know, maybe there is a reason to take a look at saying you you can't call yourself a continuity mm-hmm. management professional unless. And, and, you know, like, you know, does it does it put us uh, in the same category as a nurse I think it's, it's very tempting to say, no, we are not in the same category of nurse as a nurse. And I, I think we're we're doing ourselves a disservice. Yeah, I, I don't think it's quite a cut and dried matter. Uh, but I think that there's probably um, um, a, 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 a closer case and at least the start of a really interesting discussion about whether that's one of the directions we go next.
2: Yeah. The reason I thought of the analogy of you know, financial advisors, investment advisors, is that's not a public safety issue, but it's a matter of public trust. Mm-hmm. And to your point, I think a lot of what we do in our profession goes back and is tied to public trust.
1: I agree. And mm-hmm. and, and I'll add to that. And I, I say add to it to sincerely not take away anything from your point, which I agree with entirely. Um, you know, like there there's why, why, if, if we look at it and say, okay, part of the reason why uh, financial professionals are certified is because, you know, we, we need to establish for them that they have a fiduciary responsibility. And part of the reason we need to have them at a certain professional level is because if you get bad financial advice, um, you know, that's going to lead to real-world consequences, yeah. like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you know, to, to not open up a can of worms, you know, people who got bad advice on things like uh, cyber or pardon me, crypto, yeah. uh, you know, th- those things have real life, real world consequences. And, and you know, I, I if we sort of imagine a continuum, uh, you know, where at one end of that spectrum and regulated professions, you say, well, obviously a doctor, obviously lawyers, you know, and, and you know, things that have to do with life safety, we're going to, for, for public policy and public security and confidence reasons, We're going to clearly and comfortably put on that side of it. And, you know, then you sort of slide further down it and you say, well, you know, and I say this uh, to sincerely not take anything away from people on the other end of that continuum. It's a slightly different case when you are, you know, as is the case in Manitoba, where I'm from, uh, you need to be licensed as a physiotherapist. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's a public safety reason for that there's a public confidence reason for that i think you know continuity management has a uh, as a field has a really interesting and necessary discussion to have about like do we fall somewhere within that space and i'd argue that like more toward the side of like financial professions uh less toward yeah. the side of health professions there's probably a space that we need to be considering
0: we talked with Chloe earlier on today. And she was talking about some of the things DRI International is uh, uh, addressing, you know, updating professional practices and some of the things where she wants the would like the organization to go. As the acting president of DRI Canada, where do you want DRIC
1: to go? And this is an interest of me being a certification yeah. commissioner too. <laughs> um, it it's. I'll, I'll qualify it by saying I'm one voice on the board of directors. And um, uh, it's timely you ask the question because uh, tomorrow and um, the following day, board of directors is going to meet and we're going to be going through uh, uh, the next iteration of our uh, strategic plan. So we're, um, we're going to be asking questions of ourselves about uh, what it is that we're going to work on and advance as an organization for the benefit of really two perspectives, first certified professionals who we represent, but also in a broader sense, uh, the public interest. Uh, and I think those two things are compatible. I don't think they're exclusive of each other. So um, to do that, you know, rather than just me saying, well, this is what I think, this is what like, as somebody who does the work as a lay citizen, this is what I think is important. Um, we're going to inform our discussions by, um, some work that we've engaged through a contractor who works in strategic planning and some engagement we did with our certified professionals earlier in the summer, where we asked them, you as a professional and a member of BRI Canada, um, uh, what you think our priorities ought to be. Uh, Because when we're thinking about our priorities and our investments for the next five years, uh, you know, it's, it's not, It's important that we think about that, not just to be deliberate, but to make sure we're making responsible smart decisions about your money and and your stake in the organization. Uh, So the first point is that we're going to be a little bit more informed than me saying, this is my feeling, but this is my feeling. Um, I think that, the direction that the first thing we need to look at is what our members have told us as being really relevant for them. And it can, can help them in their work. And, uh, one of the things that's they, you've told us, not well, you personally, members, uh, <laughs> or maybe you did, maybe, maybe uh, I did maybe you know, <laughs> is, um, the, the interest in the need for more communications and, um, we're going we're I think that's safe to say we're going to do that um, and to not imply we've solved the problem uh, we've we've um, taken I think a big step in that direction with true North resilience magazine uh, which if you're here in Toronto today uh, you can pick up a copy at our table uh, if you're not here at uh, continuity resilience today or Demcon um, we'll be sending one out to you oh good yep uh, I knew that
0: was launching. That j- only just launched, didn't it? Yesterday or today? Uh, today.
1: Or, or pardon me, yesterday. 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 Yeah.
2: We're gonna grab a copy at the next break, then. Yeah. So we'll have yep. to put an
1: article in there. We'll have to write an article. percent. Um, and uh, you're not the only people who said that. And uh, I couldn't be happier. I'll pause. And as much as Garth Tucker, who's sitting over here, uh, would say it's a team effort, uh, <laughs> the biggest part of that team was Garth Tucker on our board of directors who saw a need and had a vision and led the work and uh, yes, a team effort and uh, his work really stood out in it. The The thing that, like, so that's a good step, but the thing that I think is is really notable about that is the number of people who said what you said and what you said, can I write something? Can I contribute something? And I think what that leads to then for me as the second point I really wanna get to is finding ways to engage members and, um, you know, but as a first point, uh, providing things that are relevant to people in their practice as a second thing, finding ways to engage members. Um, the third thing, and I could make a longer list, but I'll keep it to three. The third thing is I think really finding ways to help people advance from ABCP associate Mm -hmm. certain, the associate level to CFCP or CBCP. Um, and, I think that's a really important thing to go back to the start because it elevates our professions when we can get people to that level. Um, But uh, um, more importantly, people have said that there's the need. They want things to help them progress professionally. And as great as certification, and and certification is important because, uh, and I'll I'll labor the point, I apologize, certification is important because it means something. Certification is also important because it's a it's a roadmap for professional development, and uh, when when I guess you know this is another that's another way to make the point that uh, there's a public interest that's served, and there's also an interest on the part of our certified professionals. So I think that there's some some I'm I'm, don't have all the answers, and uh, for me there's there's some really important work that we can do about not just maintaining the level of certification and advancing it. But getting more people into the process, I'd really like to work on that. Well, that's something where I think we're going to be talking about uh, later,
0: anyway. Is getting new people into the the uh, profession and how to uh, collaborate with them, and and then getting the certification for them so that they, as they come in, they can grow and, and get better in a profession of mentoring and. and and different different ideas that they have
1: there, there's that I agree with you and and there's there's a big component of that there's also a, 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 a component of our certified professionals at ABCP who I objectively feel like we've underserved and uh, those are the people who and like there's nobody as I look out in the crowd today who comes to mind immediately and I'll, I'll not name names but I've, I've known some people who are at ABCP and are exemplary professions who I've worked with and do the job as well as anybody. And they've stayed at ABCP for a long time. Uh, really, you know, it's only a matter of them saying, here's the, here's the certification application. Uh, you know, they'd hit it out of the park. Um, there's there's the new professionals I agree with you I think that there's also a group of existing ABCPs who are all kinds of qualified and we need to take a look at uh and and a better look and do a better job of figuring out what it is that we can do to get them into the process noting that there's some people who say that's good enough Like, and I've Hmm. asked some people who have been ABCP for like 15 years and I've worked with and they're pros and they say, and I say, so why, why have you not put in? And they've said, well, you know, like it's, uh, it's not required for my job or other, other reasons. You know, there, there are some people who will say it's just not something that I need. Um, but I think that there are other people who, uh, we kind of have to look at what some of the impediments are and, and find a way to support them better. Any final thoughts, any comments? Because I know you have a presentation. I just hi soon. Brock, you've been
2: up yeah. since two in the morning. Yeah. Oh <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank I, you for joining us. Did you get any sleep last night?
1: I had uh I had about uh two and a half hours of sleep and uh I set my alarm to go off at two a.m. in Winnipeg. Uh well I live just outside of Winnipeg, uh, so I could get to the airport, then get on a plane and get here today and um uh the hardest part it, as great as it is to be here and it it's it, i was looking forward to it I, I didn't realize how much i missed this kind of setting and how much i missed face to face with people until i actually got here yeah like I'm, I'm regretting that it didn't work out for me to come yesterday even more than i was regretting it um so it's great to be here the the only part the hardest part. Is that my little dog is back home, and about half an hour before my <laughs> alarm went off, he's on the bed. He's like a 13 pound dog, okay. and it was oh we got a COVID dog, we got a COVID dog, and uh, it's like oh he's not allowed on the bed. Well, he's on the bed. On the bed. So at about 1:30, he he kind of pushed into me. I said ah oh, now I really don't want to go. Alas, I'm really glad to be.
0: I think you're being told you have to go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's been a pleasure.
0: Thanks, Brock. Well, Actually, thank this you. is the first
1: time we're meeting face-to-face. Face face. Yeah, another and, example of that. Yeah, yeah, and I'm into my fourth year of being a certification commissioner. Well, this has happened with a few of our commissions, where we've had people who, and like this is, you know, part of what we need to bear in mind as a board of directors as we take our strategic direction. Uh, the nature of our work has changed, made more prominent um but but i think there's there's also something about um uh in particular continuity management and uh going back to the point about what we support we can provide uh asking questions about uh how we can do events like this um which i i I couldn't be happier to be here um but what it is that professionals working want to see and you know rather than necessarily saying come to us how can we come to you and yeah. uh, it's an encouraging thing for me, um, you know, not just uh, yourself as a volunteer with one of the commissions, but all of the volunteers on the board of directors, it's um, one of the best things I do to have the chance to work with volunteers uh, who not only understand, but back up their belief that we are best served by a not-for-profit working in this space. And, uh, and back that up, not only with their time, but their work. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll add you know a final point about how fortunate we are to have Chloe and uh, Chloe Demarovski and Al Berman and everybody at DRI International backing us up in the same kind of way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what it positions us, uh, us to do, I think, is some really interesting and, and exciting and useful things over the next few years. Great, well, Absolutely. thank you very much.
0: I know you've got a session later. Thank you, yes. I appreciate it. And
1: uh, Renzo was here
0: he as well. I know Renzo was standing here, and I'm sure he was probably one saying, of one of Brock's good.
2: handlers. That's yeah, right, yeah. You know. Probably one of so your I'll handlers. I'll let you get ready for your session. Hopefully, the next time we speak to you, you don't have to wake up at 2:00. I yeah.
1: let's make that the goal. All right. Okay. Okay. I appreciate the time, though. Thank you very much. Thanks, Brock. All it's right. good to actually meet you finally yes, face to face.
0: Thank you. Take care. All right. James is gonna.
1: Okay.